the intro again. Don't, please don't. You really gonna do this? Yeah, f- him. It's our show. We do what we want. Oh my god, no! Not another freaking wrestling podcast. Yay! Like I said, I don't get people watching. Me. So either you love me or you don't. I love you. I love you too. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Not Another Freaking Wrestling Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm JD, and uh, still a Swifty, but I'm I'm not really listening right now because I'm tired. <laughs> I'm Jake, and I'm having a heart-to-heart conversation with my cat children about how they don't pull their fucking weight around here. And I'm Will, and I still do not understand why we must buy t-shirts. <laughs> Carning shit, man. Um, so, fellas, last night, WWE held an event. Uh, Survivor Series War Games, the first Survivor Series to not feature a traditional Survivor Series match, which we'll get into that discussion here in a minute as well. Is not it not all the way? No, they, there was a couple of years in the 2000s where they didn't run any Survivor Series. No, I didn't realize that. They just kept the name because it's been that since 1988. So then we will cut that. <laughs> but there were a couple, yeah, like they would do shit that was like elimination, but it wasn't like your traditional thing. Like I think 04 was the first time they started doing them again, and they were just doing, oh, it's Raw versus SmackDown. Fucking yeah, Raw versus SmackDown. I liked the Raw versus SmackDown. Well, you're a commie. In any case, last night was Survivor Series War Games, and uh, we'll run through the card right here. Uh, overall, though, my impression was that this is one of the stronger cards WWE's put on in a, quite a while. I think it helped that there were less matches, so they didn't they didn't need as much filler, um, or as much like rushed matches, rushed finishes, and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so the match actually got time to flesh out. Now, there was one stinker on the card we'll get to, um, but we're going to open up with the uh, way they opened up the Women's War Games match. Um, in my opinion, this was the strongest match on the card. Uh, that's the opinion I got from everyone at the thing I went to after I got there because like, I wrestled, and then I drove all the way to fucking Athens just to see a match. But everybody was like, oh, you missed the first one. It was the good one. And I was like, well, yeah, Asuka was in it. <laughs> oh no, Oscar and uh, Eo Eo Shirai because I hate the Eo guy. Yeah, Oscar and Eo Shirai had a face off that was just marvelous. I cannot wait to see them go at it in singles. Well, it's like fucking hey, you're talking about this woman's revolution thing. Hey, fucking Joshi wrestling's been a thing since the '80s. Might want to fucking start trying to catch up. Uh, this match told a really good story, uh, and, and it was basically the story of like Bianca and Bailey versus damage control. That that's what it came down to. Uh, that's where the finish was. Uh, or Bianca and sorry, Becky versus damage control. And the uh, damage control. Huh? The stable is called damage control. That That's Bailey and Dakota and EO. Yeah. And Vince may be gone, but the fucking stupid naming conventions on these little Fucking stables full of stupid. <laughs> so, um, just a second. I just, I just want brain dead. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, anyway, so Nikki Cross, um, I felt was the most useless in this match. 
shooting fits with the whole damage control vibe. And I mean, as far as being war games, I thought she would be the one that would do the craziest shit. But like, she had one crossbody off the off the structure, and that was about it. Um, a handcuff spot with Alexa Bliss that was okay. It did what it was intended to do. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I, I expected more than Nikki Cross in this match, personally. But I guess she wasn't the main story, so she didn't need to do as much. Yeah, they added her late too, didn't they? Yeah, because they dropped uh, the superhero gimmick, and now she was the one who uh, introduced the most weapons into the match, which everyone sense. did as the match progressed. You know, um, Rhea Ripley looked pretty badass. Rhea I mean, Ripley doing the pull-ups in the cage. That needs to be the gold standard that at l- every year for war games, at least one person is required to do something like that. I need someone to go further than that. Like, hear me out. We bring back Loki to the WWE. Because no. he would be dumb enough to do it and think it looks cool. Uh, but you remember uh, at the Super Bowl how 50 Cent was standing on the ceiling? No. no. Oh, shame on y'all. So 50 Cent had his feet strapped <laughs> to the ceiling. He was just standing there rapping in the club. But we need to get low-key or someone equivalent to go into war games, stand there in the cage, and just have their legs hooked around the top of the cage and just be doing sit-ups while hanging there. See, that would be a cool spot for Cesaro, you know, Claudio, before he left. That would be a perfect thing for Claudio to do. I wish Claudio was still in WWE. Right? He would be Claudio, so well right now. Claudio could have picked up the whole shark cage and threw his team in. Talking <laughs> him from the fucking entrance ramp. Go, go, go! I got you. <laughs> I feel like he could have been like whenever you see the videos of like they'll put a puppy in like those little puppy pens, but then they're just pushing it along and still walking wherever they want to, just dragging a whole pen with them. That, that could be it Claudio. Just it just tumbles down the ramp. Claudio's just pushing it like a hamster ball. So, um, one of the <laughs> The rumors leading up to this match was that Alexa Bliss would turn heel. We did not see that. But does anybody still expect her to turn heel and maybe join Bray Wyatt? Because that's still my assumption. Ugh. I don't like her. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I, I never liked her. I still just see the, the manager, the do-nothing manager from Buddy Murphy and the other guy. Can't remember his name with their shitty dubstep music. Oh yeah, I remember that. I don't remember what was the other guy's name. Wesley Blake. And yeah, that was it. Can't hear you. And Blake was the better of the two. Any fucking way, figure that one out. Buddy Murphy was so much better than Blake, though. Mm-hmm. Buddy Murphy was the fucking best. I know. I, I, I'm a huge Buddy Murphy fan. Buddy Murphy, I want him to receive the world. I got to see him wrestle Nakamura at a NXT house show back in the day. And oh my God, like they gave him a good solid 20 minutes. It was an incredible match. Um, anyway, back to this match. <laughs> yeah, back to 
Alexa Bliss. Bleh. Back to back to the War Games match. So the finish, uh, this match was uh, Becky coming off the cage, putting uh, with Io and Dakota on the table with a leg drop, while Bianca gave ba- Bailey the KOD into the cage. Spot was clean as fuck. It looked great, um, but I was very worried about Becky. Also, there was a spot I worried about Bianca too when Io did the moonsault off the cage. Bianca ankle did not move. Ooh. Oh man, it, it just twisted and like she was visibly in pain there for me. I was very worried about her, but it looked like by the end of the match she was okay on it. But still. I wouldn't be surprised if there's an injury report for Bianca Belair right now. Mm. But the finish was good. Finish was good. The uh, the match was great. Um, that was one of the better women's war games matches I think we've seen. Just my opinion. There's only been like what two, <laughs> five, six. Uh, yeah, they've we've had a few. I think we had five or six. Because Dakota, they said last night Dakota and Io both have been in four. Oh, yeah, Dakota is definitely a little bit of a MVP for War Games because she had the big heel turn moment. Yeah, battering poor Tegan Knox. I am a little miffed though that they still call it War Games even though there's not a top on the cage. Well, how else are you tr- supposed to do your annual dive? Triple H explained that, you know, time the times have changed. Uh, they're, they wanted to open things up because these the performers these days are a lot more athletic. So if you open up top of the cage, they can do more things and, like, make it more of a spectacle. And so, like, this isn't WCW's War Games, but it's what War Games has evolved into. Well, That's how he explained yeah. it when they first reintroduced it without a top. Mm. Well, I so, mean... Even old war games, like who that was in any of those would be doing any of those spots, like Dusty. Yeah. I would expect Dusty to do Moonsault, yes. Yeah, off the top of the cage. Yeah. Like it's Sid trying to powerbomb Pillman and fucking hitting Pillman off the top of the cage when he picked him up. And almost fucking <laughs> brained him on it. Like, I mean, you have uh, to understand, like, where, where I was watching it at, like, Barry Allen was there, and WP was there, and that's two guys that grew up on the Crockett version of fucking War Games, so they were both making that fucking, oh, this isn't fucking War Games, you know? So uh, I took this note last night, after the Women's War Games match, we got a Brock Lesnar video package. Presumably, we've only got five matches, and God forbid in the show in before 11pm. Hmm. Why? It was unnecessary. And it, yeah, anyway. So, uh, we got Feels the spot. Like we were contractually obligated to put him on the screen for some reason. <laughs> we got the spot in the back between, uh, Jay and Roman. Jay talked about his concerns with Sammy and KO and the conversation they had during SmackDown. Um, in other words, time to get up and piss. Yeah. And sowing the seeds of doubt for Sammy Zayn in this match. Vlogging mm. um, AJ and Finn Balor next. This was not as good as their previous match, but I feel like it had more psychology. Mm. If you know what I'm saying. Well, the first match uh, was cool. That's, I feel like, how 
you could honestly describe every AJ Styles feud whenever it's a series of matches is the first one is usually going to be the best one. And then the later few will be not as good of a match, but more psychology and story in the match. Yeah. Like with his feud with Nakamura, that was centered all around getting kicked in the dick. Which was amazing. Um, few spots in this match I really enjoyed. Um, first of them was Finn going for the uh, Styles Clash and getting reversed into the Calf Crusher. Um, Finn just, man, he, he you put Finn Balor in the ring, and no matter what he does, he makes it look extremely crisp. And with that reversal, that was mostly Finn guiding him into the Calf Crusher. Hmm. Uh, it just it looks smooth as hell. I I think Finn's the best fucking like the best hand they have. Yeah. As far as being able to work with anyone, getting anyone's shit over, getting his shit over. You know, he may not be the fucking best promo guy. I like no oh, no, he's getting better at the promos. Yeah, but like he's probably the most serviceable wrestler. That the that they have on the men's side. He needs to be back in the main event. Well, you can thank Seth fucking Rollins for that. I think he's getting there. They're rebuilding Finn. Triple H will put him up there, but so uh this this finish though was awkward. Uh it just felt a little rushed. Is it awkward as as awkward as AJ being a flat earther? Probably. <laughs> yeah, that's going in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the finish was just, it was, it felt a little flat for me. It felt rushed. <laughs> but I mean, it felt a little flat. You like that? <laughs> Sorry. So you're saying the end just kind of dropped off the side into nothing? Yep. <laughs> okay. But I mean, uh, overall. After that Fun match, man. we got a, another video package to fill time. And then uh, the the worst match on the card, which is probably one of the worst matches of the year. And that's including a year that had Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. Uh, so Shotzi and Ronda. Now, a lot of people are blaming this on Shotzi. This was not Shotzi's fault. This match did not go well. No, absolutely not. Now, one Shotzi spot, was working her fucking ass off, and she was trying was so it. damn hard. What? She was trying so damn hard to make something out of this, but I don't know. It just Rhonda did not seem like she wanted to work with her at all. I've never understood that. Like, you're gonna be going out there with somebody. Why go into it with this mind frame? I don't want to work with you. Like, I'm sorry, but y'all are getting paid too much money to have that mentality. Well, Rhonda is. I doubt I Shotzi's probably making a fraction of what Rhonda gets. Well, yeah, but I mean, even with what she's getting paid, like Shotzi, you could tell was trying. And I do think she did a really good job at getting the crowd behind her. Yeah. But no, it's just 
Man, I was really drinking the Kool-Aid during this first, like the debut Rondo run that first year. I thought she was doing great. You know, she did. Because, I mean, she even had a decent match with Nia Jax. She, My whole... She, uh, her first year, it was like she was fully in. This run has been like her feeling like she's half in, half out. Yeah, it definitely does feel like the, like, I'm just going through the motions because I'm still here. But it's like, it that's way too quick to be going through the motions on what's essentially your year two of being in the company. Because she took all that time off. Um, I'm hoping she'd leave. Anyway, we can stop talking about this one because less said is the better. Uh, so next we got a, a segment between Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn following up on the other segment with Jey Uso where uh, Reigns got Sami to say, you know, got, got him to make him feel like he could trust him. Um, strong segment between these two. Anytime Sami's on the screen, I'm happy. I feel like Sami is one of their strongest promos at this point. Well, he's the only one of that fucking group that can fucking talk. Oh, come on. Roman can talk. Roman can talk. Ro- no, I'm sorry. I disagree with you. You hear Roman's one of the best talkers in the business right now. Roman's one of the best heels in the business. Yep. You just said Shane wasn't going to be here. <laughs> come on, man. I think Roman can talk. I think the Usos promo was a little bit one dimensional, but that those couple things that they can do, they're good at. And, I mean, Solo Sokoa doesn't need to do anything. He is just He's there. Wishing I don't know. I'm, I'm a fan of him. I think he's going to have a very bright future, especially if they don't ever end up getting their hands on Jacob Fatu. But... I don't know. I do wish that they would do a little more with like I want before the Sami Zayn leaving the bloodline payoff happens. I want to see some kind of a tag run with him and Solo. I would love that. But I mean, there it would make kind of no sense just because I mean, what are they going to go for? Yeah, exactly. Unless they wanted to, I guess bring him back to NXT and try to do something for the NXT tag belts. But I think why they would they go back to NXT a, at this point though? I don't know. So that they can do the bloodline dripping gold shot again. <laughs> Literally the only reason they put the North American belt on solo was so they could do that photo shoot. Yep. Uh, Cause I took it off what, one week later. They literally let him show up on TV once with it, get that really cool photo op of all of them holding the belt, and then immediately, like, the following episode of NXT stripped it. Well, I'm getting some feedback from you. I'm getting feedback from you. Are you? Jake, which one is it? <laughs> it's, it's happening when you talk, buddy. Okay, so it's probably me. <laughs> All right. Um, full disclosure before we talk about this next match. I actually went to bed before this next match because I was like, ah, this is a Seth Rollins win. I'm tired. 
I'll watch War Games tomorrow. And uh, then a title change happened, which I did not expect. Um, I figured Mr. Elson Theory was there to eat the pen. Now nah, you're not fucking making anybody eat a pen that had a sweet Beyblade entrance. Oh my god! So we gotta talk about that. <laughs> so that's the reason I went to bed. The Beyblade, the Beyblade entrance. entrance. <laughs> um, it, it was like Austin Theory made his entrance. I see the A Town Down stuff, and then it switches to a Beyblade commercial, and I was like, "Are they doing this motherfucker like that?" Okay. Okay, he don't got no chance. He's buried. I'm going to bed. Uh, this whole rebuild is bullshit. I'm going to bed. So like I told Beck, I was like, yeah, we can just go to bed. Like I'm tired. We don't need to watch the rest of this. And then I wake up in the, this morning and see that Austin Theory is the new United States champion. Why is Will still frozen on my screen? He's not even on mine anymore. Really? Yep. I just see his mustache. That's his name. So, um, yeah, the finish here was really unique. I got to check that out this uh, after I saw everything this morning, uh, where Seth Rollins did the, gave Theory the superplex, um, rolled through, went for the Falcon Arrow, and Bobby Lashley speared him as he had Theory up. Theory fell on top of Rollins, one, two, three. I can talk with that. That finish was fucking dope. Uh, it looked cool as shit. Yeah. Um, it keeps Bobby Lashley looking like a badass. Uh, Seth Rollins still has his heat, and Austin Theory has something to brag about. No, uh, I, it it works for all three men. Yeah, and you can circle back to that finish if you ever want any combination of the three of them to wrestle each other again. Yeah. Everyone um, has a gripe. Yeah, uh, it, it was a really good finish. Um, happy for Austin Theory that it's his. Hopefully, his entrance will not belay his booking. Uh, <laughs> that was ridiculous. I, I just I can't get over how ridiculous that was. Anyway, it was good. Games. Uh. Uh, match was good. It wasn't about the match, though. Um, it wasn't about the the quality of the in ring content. It was about the story of Will Sammy Zayn turn on the bloodline. They they set the foundation for it, which I bit. I thought he would. I with everything building up to it, I was like, yeah, Sammy is about to turn on him and join KO. This makes sense. That this will be the moment. And then. Sammy blow blow KO. Gave him the Huluva kick and set him up for the uh for the splash. And uh, I got up and walked outside. Huh? I got up and walked outside. Did you? I did. I was upset. I like it. Um mostly because it de- it defied my expectations, you know? Wasn't what I expected. So it was different and interesting. Um, and it's the first time we've gotten to see the bloodline together, all together in full strength, 
and the first time we've seen them completely cohes- as a cohesive unit. Like, say, Jey Uso trusts Sami Zayn now. Roman Reigns trusts Sami Zayn. Uh, Sami's in now. Um, he's Sami Uso. He's finally Sami Uso. The first time we got to see them or the first time we were forced to see them? Oh, come on, Jake. Mm-mm. The reference is going to be lost on you, and I'm sad that Will's glitched out for whatever reason, but fucking Roman Reigns, to me, is what Tatanka is to Jay, Jay Hunter on fucking OSW. Like, I'm, I'm sick of fucking talking about him. I'm, I'm sick of him. Well, you'll have to talk about him at least through WrestleMania season. Because um, I have a feeling he'll drop the belts at WrestleMania. My guess is he's going to wrestle The Rock on night one, beat The Rock, and then work with Cody Rhodes on night two and drop the titles. And that that's just my guess. Cody's close to healing. The hottest baby face they got. He'll win the Royal Rumble. Challenge Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is going to say he can smash The Rock and Cody in, at WrestleMania. Beat The Rock on night one to get the big, you know... Bloodline throwing up the ones at WrestleMania, holding both the belts. You get that visual at the end of the night. And then night two, Cody Rhodes gets his moment. I don't feel like a motherfucker will work two nights in a row. I think he will. Uh, I think being in Los Angeles, it makes the most sense. It's the perfect build for WrestleMania. Eh, I just don't. I don't see Roman working two nights in a row. Brock wouldn't have done it. And that motherfucker's on a very Brock schedule now. I don't know. Brock would have done it. I don't know. Maybe. If he got to win both matches, he would have. <laughs> but, no. I did see a thing where they're talking about, speaking of Brock, having Brock come and wrestle fucking Volter at Mania? I haven't heard that. I've heard him and Bobby at WrestleMania. Huh? I've heard him and Bobby at WrestleMania. I've seen a thing where they were talking about they floated Brock versus Valter, and I was like, that would be a Brock match I would actually want. No, I would fuck with that. Yeah. Uh, now, big, ugly motherfuckers hitting each other really hard. Like, so usually my favorite Brock matches are where he's facing someone way smaller than him. Mm. Like AJ and Daniel Bryan and shit like that. Like when he was right. working them, that, that was some of his best matches. Well, yeah, when they were riding wrestle guys that were of equal, you know, comparable or bigger than him size, it, the, the guy that he was wrestling wasn't wasn't any count usually. Yeah. So if you're gonna wrestle a guy that's equal to your size and he's the better wrestler than you, uh oh. Well, that was War Games. Um, overall, solid show. I'm happy with it. I'm excited to see where they go with the bloodline after this. I'm excited to see where, honestly, where. Bianca Belair goes from here because I don't know what they can do with her. She has no challenger. She hasn't run through except for Charlotte Flair. And I mean, she already beat Charlotte once. Uh, She's supposed to be coming back, right? That's supposed to be. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised she's back soon. I I think it'd it'd have been a good few between them two. And they could run that all the way through WrestleMania season. I was going to say, watch that be what happens, because, you know, fucking H is a big fucking mark for her old man. Yeah, I can't stand Charlotte Flair, but that's just me. Nope. 
Me neither. Um, anyway, that's all we got for this week. Uh, we're instead of a, a local report this week, we're going to make next week all about the indies and local. Uh, for a wrap up next week, so since we have a a lull between pay per views and stuff like that, nope. I feel like it's a good point to uh, make it all local, make it all indie, and uh, well, a local reporter didn't go anywhere this weekend, so yeah, that's true. And I I wrestled, but I was only there for the first three matches, and then when I was done, I left because. And I am working a second job, and I am exhausted, so I'm not paying attention to anything. Yeah. Um, but we'll back in the feeds. Later this week with our uh, top ten, uh, we uh, we recorded our top five last or our six six through ten last week. That'll go up later this week, and also our top five will be going up too. So keep a lookout for that. Yeah, it's and, gonna be all out of weird order though, because some of us didn't. Yeah, some of us weren't there for six through ten. Some of us aren't gonna be here for one through five. And- yeah, so we'll uh, we'll make everything work. It'll all be good. But uh, we're gonna do. We're about to record our top five, and that'll be in your everything will be in your feeds later this week, and we'll catch up with whoever we have to. Anyway, one more time, I'm JD. It's Jake, and I'm Will, <laughs> and uh, we're not another freaking wrestling podcast. Jake, what do they need to do? Bring me money.